All right, on the line we got 34-time national champion, two-time world champion, driver of the millennium, uh, Joel Magic Johnson, everybody. Joel, thanks for thanks for uh, taking our call and uh, spending a little time here with us. Hey, glad to be here. Look forward to it. Uh, no. Now, doing doing a little research online, I noticed there's a, a zillion, you got a zillion uh, interviews out there, and we're going to try to make it a little more fun than some of those cookie-cutter ones. So uh, we'll try to have a little fun here and make it zoom by. So uh, you started racing in 75, which I guess kind of dates you a little bit, sorry. Uh, and your, your, your first right. car was a 12-scale gas car? Right, Jeremy car, yeah. I didn't even know that existed. They do. They're quite the collector's items now. Yeah, I bet. I follow them on eBay. He's always looking for a pristine one to uh, Ah, have a collection. Yeah. Your first world championship was two-wheel drive off-road, running the Kyosho car. Uh, How did, I mean, you're, obviously you you run everything and kick butt and everything, but more known as an on-road driver. How did, how did that, uh, the the off-road world championship come about? Like everything just clicked that day or, I mean... Yeah, I think, yeah, that was a, a um, kind of a perfect scenario, I guess, in a way. I mean, the, the European tracks are, honestly, they're multi-surface. They're pretty flat compared to the on to the tracks here in, in the U.S. And, um, you know, Kyosho had a great tire at that event. And, and any world championship tires are everything, really, especially when they're not a control tire, obviously. So um, we had, we just had the right combination. And, um yeah, it was, I guess, my day in a way. So, but certainly, I'm a much more, um, much more of an on-road racer than I ever was an off-road racer. Second world, I mean, this is jumping ahead, but uh, the, the second world championship was the 10-scale on-road, and that was the kind of the debut of the Evolution 10. How how was that adjusting to that car, and was it was it uh, issues getting that thing set up good, or I mean, I know you had you had Dieter there helping out, but was was that car like an advantage compared to you know the old t-bar cars that, that were around at that point yeah i think i mean that car that was the first time that car ever hit the track was in practice for that event and jim you know designed that thing and put it together and we you know i honestly in the beginning was kind of against it because i'd already been practicing for a couple of days and i didn't mm-hmm. you know i thought it might be really disruptive to try to tune a brand new car but um we so we but we did run it uh, obviously we ran it, but we, you know, we, so we threw it down for a practice run to see, uh, and immediately it was, it had just much more corner speed than the T-bar cars at the time. And, gotcha. um, it was, you know, that was a big open fast track and that, that's where the, those center battery cars do real well. And, um, it was, so it was immediately an advantage. I mean, I think it just carried much more corner speed and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the rest is kind of history, but, uh, yeah, it was a, that was a nice advantage at that race. It was the first time anybody had seen a center battery on-road car like that, and, uh, you know, it worked out for sure. Yeah, that was that was pretty cutting edge. I remember when that was, saw the pictures and the ads in the magazine. It was like, wow, that thing looks unlike anything else. So it was pretty cool to do it with a, a, a literally brand-new car out there. Uh, um, I guess one of, the, one of the things I heard, for, you know, forever back in RC history class uh, – the the race that kind of I don't know if if you want to say that like I don't I don't want to say made Trinity but like kind of cemented Trinity's place in history. Um, uh, I guess it was a, a race in Japan, and 
I don't know if if you could tell us a little bit about that. Like, what what race was it? What class? Do you, you know which race I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, definitely. Um, yeah, I believe it was. Uh, wow, 1985. I think was the year that it was the same year that the 12 scale World Championships were in. Um, Denmark, I believe. Uh, that's the ones that Buddy Bartos won one of the classes, I believe. I forget who won the other, but um, we skipped the World Championships, went to Japan to run the Japanese Nationals, and this was back then it was 12 scale on road. Um, and uh, the reason for it was to ex- Ernie to, you know, at Trinity to explore opportunities to import his own motor and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, engine, you know, the, the electric motor. So, um, at the time, everybody had to buy their electric motors through Reedy, and um, you know, buying them through your competitor is a limiting factor, that's for sure. So he knew okay. <laughs> in order okay. to get further that he had to go find his own his own motors. <laughs> and at that time, you know, it was uh, it, Japan was where it was at, and uh, so mm-hmm. we, you know, he we got a in, invite to the race and um, went over to race, and also you know to talk to the companies that are over there that was and um it was quite um you know he had a lot of trouble actually planning the meetings i know if people have heard other interviews with ernie it was you know basically no doors were open to him uh trinity wasn't that big back then they were just getting going and um so nobody really wanted to to talk uh about you know him importing his own motor and uh so but we go to the race we compete um well, you know, long story short about the race, uh, we had three heats, uh, I believe. The first one we missed because we couldn't, we didn't hear our name. Obviously, everybody's speaking Japanese, even though you could hear our name in English, but we just missed it. It somehow, you know, we didn't realize what heat was up, blah, blah, blah. So we missed our first heat, if I remember correctly. Second heat, we go out and break a front stub axle uh, <sighs> on the spindle, just out of the blue, just something's <laughs> over-hardened. So in the, mm-hmm. we had one round to kind of salvage the trip in a way because, I mean, everything else had been going not our way as far as getting meetings. So, But third round, I set the fast time and TQ'd, and, and then we ended up winning the main. And then Monday morning, we had several meetings with uh, multiple manufacturers to hmm. talk about importing motors. So that was really, I think, the... It changed their tune. Trinity. Yeah, 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 and we went over and showed that we had, you know, that we had the expertise and the speed to make whosoever base motor we were going to modify or Trinity was going to modify go fast. So, uh, so that really kind of opened the door for Trinity to cool. become its uh, control its own destiny. So I guess it really thing. was important. It was very important, yeah, for the company for sure, and uh, it was important enough to skip a world championship for. So. Uh, of which we probably had a good chance of winning. You never know. So and we were on a roll that year, kind of won everything. So, um, yeah, it was a good opportunity. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just, a, you know, a lot of luck involved, obviously, to, to put in one run and get, you know, make the, make the show. So, but obviously it worked out. So. And, the, and the rest is history. And the rest is history, as they say, yes. Um, so... I, I see you. You got involved in RC um, through through your dad being involved in the RC industry. Uh, what 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 was your father involved in? Uh, did did he own a shop or or? Was... Yeah, my 
father, wow, we, yeah, he had been in the hobby industry for quite a while. I mean, as a kid, he started working at a hobby shop. And then uh, as uh, he got older, he was working for American Model Car Raceways, who made all the slot tracks uh, back okay. in the 60s that were a big fad, obviously. And, and uh, so mm-hmm. he went around in, you know, installing those and teaching people how to run their slot business. And, uh, and then from there, um, he, we ended up in Hawaii. Um, he was over there running slot centers. He built, I think three or four over there for a customer. And then that customer ended up hiring him away to run the slot centers for him. So we were in Hawaii, uh, for 10 years. And during then first couple of years were the slot centers. And then after that, he was, um, managing a chain of hobby shops over there. So, and then in 74, 75, we moved to, Santa Clara, California, and he opened up his own hobby shop, which we had for 10 years. And um, so that's how I, I was always, you know, I was basically born into, you know, yeah. into the hobby, if you will. My father also um, founded NAMBA, which is the North American Model Boat Association, which is like the roar oh. of boating. Okay. Um, so he and another person, so he is very active in model boating. That was always his um, first love. And, uh, but we immediately started running um, you know, electric car races out in front of our shop. If originally, they were gas races uh, with a Jeroby, but about the time we opened the shop was about the time that the electric car craze, you know, if you will, started uh, with mm-hmm. the 12-scale electric cars from Leisure and soon after Associated had their own car. And, you know, they were just, you know, the first cars were just the gas Jeroby cars that had electric motors bolted in where the nitro engine was and batteries were the where the uh, fuel tank was so um, but you know being in Silicon Valley we were kind of you know in California obviously we're you know kind of right in the middle of it and we actually had you know in 1975 we had electronic speed controls all the way back then before you know and then we actually went to a wiper system because huh. they were actually faster top speed but you know we I started my first car had an electronic speed control to begin with from this company called Electrocraft, which was based out of San Jose there where we uh, were near where our shop was. So uh, cool. so that's kind of how I got involved in this. And, um, you know, I started racing in parking lots when I was eight years old and, and um, you know, yeah. been doing it ever since. <laughs> oh, huh. that's cool. cool background. I had no idea. So... Joel, of all the tracks that you've been on, what would you say was your favorite track of all time? Favorite track of all time was uh, Ranch Pit Shop, their on-road track they had there back in the day in Pomona, which was originally Thorpe Raceway. But uh, as far as asphalt went, that was I loved racing there, and uh, I had a tremendous amount of success. Obviously, had the World Championship Championship there in '92 that I won, and many national championships that I won there, and. Uh, so I just that track was, it just was like a second home for me. So, so definitely between that and then of course Cleveland every year, I always enjoyed going to Cleveland yeah. over Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and really became you know that became my Thanksgiving. It wouldn't be was it was kind of weird to stay <laughs> home for Thanksgiving after I kind of retired. So but uh, you know Cleveland also was very good to me and I got to uh, really enjoy hanging out at the Independence Ohio Holiday Inn. So. <laughs> Maybe it's like the Helsinki syndrome, you know, when you're you fall in love with your uh, captor there. But uh, anyway, so so those two places are really I really enjoyed. Yeah, that covered. Uh, we had a we had a uh, listener submission question on that 
Jeff Jeff Cuffs actually asked that favorite track. Uh, he wanted to know favorite all time favorite class. All time favorite class. Well, I think all really is a twelve scale, and probably um, if you have to delve down, I really enjoyed running outdoors, uh, twelve scale on asphalt, uh, which back mm-hmm. then was six cell. Now you know we're all in the single cell lipo era, but you know six cell. 12 scale on asphalt was probably my favorite. Although, yeah, I really did enjoy running four cell as well. But um, if I had to pick between four cell and six cell, I think I'd, I'd choose six cell just because that's really where I started, and that mm-hmm. uh, just has the most for my driving style and feel. Uh, I just I really enjoyed running on asphalt. Kind of the cream of the crop too. I mean, the best of the best were you know racing that class. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did very well. And, you know, I mean, asphalt racing kind of fell out of uh, favor, you know, when all the uh, most of the 12 scale racing was going indoors in the late 80s and things. So as as there were asphalt races, I became the guy that actually had the most experience. So I was able to continue to have a lot of success there, even as I uh, aged, if you will, and my reflexes weren't maybe what the younger kids were. (laughs) (laughs) Nonsense. Uh, I don't know. That's when you raced at. I, I saw you last year at Jackson's, um, at the Honor Nationals at Jackson's RC Raceway. Yeah. And well, how did you feel about that race? Like, what did you come out come away learning about that race? Uh, you were talking about reflexes, losing your reflexes and stuff. And but I mean, I think you were. We were both talking about technology changed so much. You were trying to get used to all the, you know, the brushless motors, the lipos. What was the hardest part of adjusting to that race? Because that was your first time back in how long? I mean, yeah, for on road that was for electric. I mean, really, that was my first time back since. I mean, in reality, 1999. I hadn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I ran a Reedy race in between there, but that was really <laughs> kind of a a one off something when I, while I was working at Kyosho. Um, they said, hey, you know, Reedy race is just across town because we were. In, lake forest there so they said you you know why don't you go run it and i'm like i didn't even have a car you know so we kind of threw something together in a week and i went and tried to run but the thing i struggle with i think now um the way the cars drive it when you when you talk about touring cars is the the solid front axles and how the cars are uh, how they drive i was used to driving with uh, you know using the brakes and steering you know trying to get the car into the turn at the same time and now with the solid front axles, you have to really get all your braking out of out of the way before you initiate the turn, um, and that's something which is much different than the style I was adapted when I was running touring cars there towards the end, you know, of my career, and um, and so I'm still trying to kind of make that happen. And old habits die hard, so um, I still struggle with that. And I've just recently, in the last few weeks, started picking up touring cars again, and um, playing with them, and I'm, you know, that's basically what I'm working on is just the braking and getting the cars to react how I want it to react on the brakes. And um, so, you know, it's it's a it is a different ball game from you know basically '99 was the last time I played with these. Um, the cars are, God, they got to be almost twice as fast as when we were running them, and um, the they you know they're just much quicker, and the you know there's no more one way so you know the, it's all about driving way deep into the turn getting you know hauling the car down very quickly and then and then rotating through the turn maybe with less corner speed than than what we had but uh it's it's a much more point and shoot type of style versus when i was you know doing it full time where it was much more of a flowing feel 
to the car. And uh, and honestly, I think the tires are worse than they were when we were running. I mean, it was an open tire deal when we were racing, so we had lots of traction too. So um, I think the tires now with the control tire and things, they've gone backwards a little bit. So that there's a, probably a little less traction, although chassis technology maybe is making up for that. Um, but uh, really, I think it's just uh, that solid front axle that, that for me, is the, makes it most difficult to drive. Some cool insight there. Uh, what, what kind of touring car are you diddling around with right now? Um, I'm running a Associated. They're, I just built one of their 6.1, their latest uh, TC6. And um, actually tonight I'm probably heading over to west coast right after this interview to go practice and you know get get a little more used to running in case i do want to run the nationals or something again this year we should get a trackside report oh dude we can watch that on my we can watch that on live rc after we're done here sweet you probably can or you can follow me on twitter or something i usually tweet from the track something you know wait oh really you fun yeah yeah throw it out there what's it what's the twitter uh, name at race aka joel so We'll have to follow that. You can follow me on Twitter. I've usually got a few choice tweets <laughs> throughout the week of something. I try not to be too serious, but I'm trying to learn all this new social media. Uh, yeah, it's thing. crazy. And it is. It's a lot of fun, though, actually. You know, it, it, it can get, uh, I guess, addicting in a way. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, so you can follow me there. And, and I, of course, we have at Race AKA for AKA products as well. And we do tweet stuff through there so yes i see you got uh, facebook and twitter up on the, with your site now right yeah we just got that going uh, in the last few weeks uh we've brought in somebody uh brent figgy uh for those guys out here who know brent uh is doing all of our social media marketing and uh he's working full-time for us so we're real excited to have him on board and uh bringing us into the 21st century with all of our <laughs> social media cool that's it i remember I remember back uh, with Trinity, Joel was designing the uh, website, mm-hmm. the new website we were launching, and I had the task or the honor of trying to come up with a list of every God-forsaken bad name you could think of that somebody would register with. <laughs> Joel's like, give me every bad name that you can think of. Remember that, Joel? <laughs> yep, I remember. Yeah, you got to be able to block all those. So. <laughs> yeah, I had to be able to block it, so... He's like, come up with a list, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I think that was my hardest project. Never got from there because man, everybody's so creative, and you have to come up with all these different. Oh, it was terrible. Oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's a constant battle with, with uh, <laughs> those guys, the spammers, etc. So. so, so I'm I'm kind of hurt that you didn't uh, get a hold of me to help you out, but ah, uh, well, you know, the technology <laughs> is such that uh, they kind of have it built in now. So yeah, I noticed you, that. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. you no longer have to come up with them on your own. Yeah, he, he tried to crack the code. That's why he knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys have been trying to get into our site. I appreciate that. Well, I guess we're doing a good job then. <laughs> so uh, I guess segue into AKA a uh, big win for you guys this past weekend. Uh, Jared Tebow winning the Neo 12. Yes, yeah, that was a that was a great win for us and um, yeah. a great way to kind of kick off the year for us. Um, Jared's always been super fast over there, and um, Europe's an important market for us, and uh, I, so we're we're very excited about that. Awesome! Congratulations. Uh, we also so had how- what six six uh, six of the fourteen or fifteen in the main on the AKA, top fifteen. Which, yeah, yeah, so that was great. And Ryan yeah. Lutz did a great job coming in fourth. So it was a, all around a good a good uh, 
weekend for us. Good showing over there. Yeah. So so how does like three major players, you, Gil Osi Jr. Pavitas, how how do three main players like that uh, form AKA? Well, it's uh well that that stem AKA kind of stems back to the Kyosho America days. Uh, both Gil and Mark worked for Kyosho America. Um, we were. You know, I brought them on board to fulfill a task given to me by the chairman of Kyosho, which was to create a, an American brand, if you will, for Kyosho to design products for the American market. And um, so uh brought Gil and Mark on, both guys I knew well. And, um, you know, the idea was to start, you got to crawl before you, you run and or walk. And so we decided to start with accessories and we thought the tire market was a good opportunity to um, jump in, and um, you know, especially with Mark's background with Proline, and then uh, of course Gill's background with Team Losi and developing their entire tire line. And uh, so that's kind of how that was the genesis of AKA, and um, you know, and soon after a few couple years after we were about a year and a half, I guess after we kind of started it and got it going. Um, you know, the recession hit and Kyosho wanted to change direction. So um, we bought the brand, um, Gil, myself, and Gil, Gil's father, Gil O.C. Sr., Pops, um, from AKA, and uh, brought it, you know, into its own company. And that was at the end of um, 2008. And um, so now, you know, here we are going into our fourth year as our own company. And, um, you know, it's been quite a, you know, it's been a journey, that's for sure. So a lot of learning steep learning curve and uh but we've been fortunate to have a very you know we really had good success we have it's been great to be associated with all the kyosho distributors around the world and um it really gave us a jump start into the market and uh, we know we'd probably have good product with gill and mark behind it and uh combining that with um the losi's experience in the in the uh, U.S. market and Kyosho's experience around the world, um, it really, you know, it really worked out well, and um, it's um, we couldn't be happier. Cool. That's uh, that's something I didn't realize. So that's uh, that's cool. Uh, cool history on that. Um, yeah. Um, pretty successful in, in four years, I'd say. Uh, got some got some good products there. Uh, I noticed you guys just got into the the pre-mounts for the uh, the low C uh, short course tires. How's, how how are the pre-mounts doing for you guys? Uh, pre-mounts really are kind of, I think, what to the average consumer, that's what we're known for is um, our pre-mounts are just second to none. And, they, yeah. you know, we use, you know, they're all pre-mounted by hand, um, and they we use our own glue, just like you buy off the shelf, to pre-mount every tire we pre-mount. And, um, you know, bottom line is they just don't come off, and, they, and they're solid and um so the pre pre mounts are our best selling items across the board in any you know in any form and um and the low C the new low C four by four truck is is has been a good product for us. It's a popular four by four truck and the pre mounts, you know, again are you know, nobody really enjoys mounting their own tires and now that there's kind of a um everybody's settled on these um closed cell inserts and uh, I think ours are viewed as the best you know we really we have a, a great combination between our tires and wheels and inserts so um, people buy in they buy them pre-mounted because there's you know the choices uh, aren't that great anymore and nobody has to worry about do I have the right insert for the track they they know they do 
and uh, so it's been great. And uh, can't I guess you can't screw that up, so that's a perfect op- option for somebody who's a little iffy on mounting their own stuff. So cool, it's perfect exactly. deal right there. Exactly. Got any, got any? I got some. I got some silly questions. Well, not not really silly. Kind of like more obscure questions than anything. All right, hmm. I'm ready. All right. So I remember way back. Yeah, I mean, the the year Pro Car was around. I forget what year that was. Uh, I remember the the nationals out in Mattoon, Illinois, and you had the coolest sunglasses. You had this. You had Oakley prescription blue iridium sunglasses. Did you, did you hang on to those things or what? You know, I I did, but I don't have I don't have them anymore. And I, I in a way I wish I had because I my prescription hasn't changed in years. But uh, I took a mountain biking and I ended up taking them off and I had them in a bag and they just and I didn't realize there was something else in there and it just destroyed the lenses. Ah uh, uh, no, they were just so scratched I couldn't use them anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they were yeah they were uh, they were a cool. Uh, Cool pair of sunglasses, and you know, it took a little bit of getting used to with the wrap-around style. Uh-huh. It kind of it bulged things because it, it it did distort things a little bit back then. That was when they first started doing it. I'm sure they've got that handled now. But um, but yeah, I the, those were those were great sunglasses. And I mean, I raced for years. I've needed glasses all my life, and I raced till I was 18 without glasses. And uh, oh wow! And I just finally got to the point where I said, well, maybe I'll try this. And um, and uh, you know, once I got used to seeing everything and in, in actually much clearer. I mean, I'm not blind by any means, but it certainly things are sharper mm-hmm. when they get 20, 30 feet away. And uh, so now, of course, I wear them all the time, and I can't do without them. But uh, but yeah, those are, those were very cool glasses, and I, I wish I still had them. But I, I actually may be getting another pair here pretty soon because I need <laughs> need to get now new glasses. Will. And you know, Kyosho America was only a couple blocks from Oakley, so we've got some connections over there from that from being that close and uh so i have to call on those one of these days to get some glasses <laughs> so we yeah that were uh, i just remember i mean that was just you know joel had the cool stuff and i mean sunglasses were hot uh, <laughs> kirby's all about image and you know he pays attention to that stuff so he, i mean he notices that yeah. anyway. no, nobody else was rocking blue iridium glasses up there man <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta look the part. You just, uh, you know. <laughs> Race fast, look fast. Yep. Um, exactly. Here's here's one I remember from. I, I guess I remember this one from K and N. Uh, I know, I know, Dieter always had a hat on, and maybe even the shirt. You guys had, uh, and I forget that. This is why I'm asking you because the name escapes me. Uh, a, you, I don't know if you guys were like sponsored or hooked up with a, a cell phone company back at, you know, back then. Oh yeah, it was Cellular One. Cellular uh, One, that's wow. Cellular One, yeah, which is no longer around. I don't know who they are now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we we had like this hookup through Cellular One, who was a through a friend of Jim's that was a racer, and um, yeah, so that yeah, we had we had a little bit of a a corporate sponsorship back then, if you will. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, back when that we nobody had cell phones. We had cell phones, <laughs> and you know, I remember getting it. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, I mean, it was. <laughs> you know, nobody had those things or they were in a bag, you know, and I had one of the first, I think it was a Nokia, you know, a handheld one. It was, that was pretty hip. <laughs> now Not going to get any better than this. But... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome. Uh, you're not going to find that in your ordinary uh, interview right there. Some of this stuff. Yeah. I bet you thought yeah. back then this, this cell phone is not going to get any better than <laughs> this guy's. 
(laughs) (laughs) I got a bag phone. I can carry it anywhere. Oh, yeah. Those bag phones were quite the thing back then. So. Um, another another little uh, another little thing I picked up on, and it was I, I remember it from the the Masters of RC the trading cards. Uh, your your photo was uh, I'm, I'm guessing like a GRX Pro SE, and you had you had an and I and I think you had it on more cards than that one. You had the old old school Apple logo, the old school Apple decal on there. Any any particular reason or? Um, I just I've always been kind of a Mac fan. Okay. And uh, I I had I think at the time I had a friend who I raced with back home because uh, you know Apple's and Apple's in Cupertino, which is right next to San Jose where I grew up, and um, you know that worked there. And so we always you know I always had some sort of a decal or something like that on there. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh. it was uh, n- nothing more than that. Just just kind of a fan of their products. All right, I was I didn't know if, you know the cell phone hookup, the Mac hookup. I didn't wasn't sure. Jeez. <laughs> No, no. Back then, they didn't have cell phones. They barely had Apple. Barely had computers back then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe you were testing the iPod back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. No, that would be a little bit premature on the iPod testing. Yeah. Hey, my girlfriend asked a question uh, from Carrie Lowe. She wanted to know that uh, you know you drivers gravitate toward a signature color on your cars. Uh, what made you choose your colors? That purple, pink, and white scheme. Wow, that's a good question. Um, that I found. Let's see. I had a good friend that I raced with um, growing up that was into the dirt old, like the sprint cars and uh, midgets and that. And he ran race quarter midgets for a long time. And he and his dad used to paint my bodies. And I remember he had a circle track magazine on his desk, and I was thumbing through it, and there was a somebody had a sprint car painted in white with the three shade, like a with a pink, maroon, and and purple kind of paint job. And I just saw that, I'm like, that looks really cool. And uh, I don't know, I, I just saw, it. I said, let's, I want to paint something like this. So we mixed up some colors, and because his dad was a painter, and and that's where it started. And I just dug it, and um, I kind of kept it ever since. It's morphed, you know, I've kind of updated it throughout the years with the scheme, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It was yeah, just it came from that picture of that sprint car, um, in those in that color scheme, and you know nobody. It was also very unique. Nobody ran pink, obviously, for various reasons. But uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was fast enough to pull it off, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> I, so it, it it became a signature paint job, and it was the '80s too. You got to admit. I mean, there's a lot of fluorescent, mm-hmm. you know, fluorescent pinks and turquoises and things. So. Uh, it wasn't too far off the trend, if you will, but uh, yeah, that's where that's where that scheme came from. Yeah, you can't really trash talk if somebody's destroying you with that, you know, a, a pink and purple paint job, you know. Can't trash talk <laughs> magic, God. <Yeah. laughs> very very similar to, to the. Win. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's very similar to the uh, colors on the the sprint car my brother currently works on. They always had the uh, either black or white, but they always had you know purple pink. Very similar. Huh. Ryan's copycat. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe they thought they probably saw Joel's car and changed it up. <laughs> hey, it goes fast. Uh, they all look good up front, you know, whatever color they are. So. No doubt. <laughs> uh, another another uh viewer listener uh submission was Bob Barry asked favorite moment in R C and why? Whew. 
favorite moment in RC? All right, I will go back to. Uh, it's actually not car related. Um, I was racing the model boat nationals with my father at Leg Lake, and I don't remember the year. Um, it was in the mid '90s, probably. And um, he, uh, I, my father has always been a racer, model boat racer, but never was one really to go fast. He was more about building beautiful boats and and the scaleness of the boats and things and it was always running races never really uh would you say a, a hardcore racer but um but he uh he won his first national championship there and i was i was with him i was his pit man and um you know for me that was i you know i'd had all the success by then in in the car world and my dad became quickly known as joel johnson's father not gary johnson and uh, even though right. he, you know basically founded the organization that people are racing in but it was more of a joke with them but um anyway so we you know to to be a part of his national first national championship and uh you know to get thrown in the lake with him and and you know just <laughs> to see everybody having a great time with it because he's made you know made so many national races and was you know contest director for several of them and and organized so many races over the years uh so it was a that was a special moment for me to share that with him and you know he passed away i think three or four years after that and uh so mm -hmm. to to be able to share that with him and and have that moment was uh was really special so very cool very cool and race boats too jeez and it I was, yeah, I was, was seventy six junior. I was seventy six junior national championship champion in model boats back Man, in the day. Wow, <laughs> so that should be thirty five. Oh, national uh, yeah, hell yeah, just tally it up. Why not? All right, all right. thirty five. Correct that. <laughs> all right. You have to correct that on your website, Joel. Carry the one. Uh, Carry the one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Doofy question time. <laughs> hey, any yep. time. I mean, you guys have known me for a long time, so I'm sure there's, you know, I'm yeah. sure you've got these lined up. So. All right, I, I already know the answer to this one, but <laughs> from from previous interviews, uh, Coke, Pepsi, or Mountain Dew? <laughs> I'm a I'm a Coke guy. Okay. Diet yep. Coke, to be specific. I have a big right. gulp every morning. So. <laughs> oh, you do? So do I. Yeah, it's my coffee. Yeah, and I get criticized for it. Aww. I I probably should stop doing it, but I don't know. It's just one of those mm. things. I'm not a I'm well, a, not a warm drink guy, so I have my diet yeah. coke. Well, there's something in uh, diet coke that's supposed to give you cancer, supposedly, to everybody yeah. that's telling me about oh. it. So they're like, you're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's everything we eat has something that will give us cancer. Yeah, so. <laughs> for real. Uh, any any uh, energy drink consumption? Stay away from that stuff, or eh. no? I do, I stay away from that stuff. The guys around here are big Monster fans, and yeah. I have some friends who run the Monster downhill team. So we we do get uh, a delivery of that every once in a while that falls off oh. the truck. But uh, but man, yeah, so man. the Monster it's kind of a Monster crew around here. So but not you for me. Get, I, I yeah. stick to Diet Coke. I'm old school. Uh, <laughs> the original. Kirby, we need a job at AKA. Oh man. Just clean out. Our, we'll, we'll get in a broom closet or something. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll glue up some tires. We'll do pre-mounts. Well, okay, maybe not. There you go. Hey, we'll, we'll no, you. some reliable tires. We have the practice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. iPhone, Droid, or BlackBerry? iPhone, all the way. Oh, yeah. Kind of figured that with the whole Mac deal, but God, God, he's a, God, he's a Droid guy. 
I yeah. I side with the uh, iPhone as well. Yeah. When I when I browse the web, I like to have Flash. Ah, uh, yeah. yes, it does help, but uh, <laughs> I don't browse the web too much on my phone. It's it's more of a it's a little more well, of a you tool. You can't. You're on an iPhone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Good times. Let's see. Uh, what what could we find? What kind of music could we find on your iPhone slash iPod? Wow. Let's see. Everything in my hand. Something that you're embarrassed to tell us about, but you're Gu- going to anyway. guilty pleasure. Yes. Oh, guilty pleasure. All right. Here's my guilty pleasure. Let's see what I've got in here. Let me shuffle through. <laughs> uh, artists. Um, I've got. I know there's a couple in here. How about Bow Wow Wow? I've got a little Bow Wow Wow in here. I've got All right. Buffalo Spring. Yes, Buffalo Springfield. That that's not too bad. I have there's a couple in here. I'm kind of an eighties fan. I've got uh you know, I can I can't uh I can't stop listening to some, you know, eighties stuff like uh like oh, Vanity yeah. Six or something to that effect. I kinda get get caught <laughs> up in that. Um I my I got a little Katy Perry, uh and Kesha. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, nope. I don't know if that's a they're no Hanson cool. or anything like no, that, right? No Hanson. No Hanson, no. All right. No, I, I don't I I don't have anything that <laughs> far off the mark, but uh I have, you know, maybe maybe uh yeah, I don't I don't have any real stuff that's out there, but uh, yeah, I have a little bit of everything. I mean I've got everything from jazz to you know, to blues to uh you know, some hard hard rock. I mean, yeah, well, if you call metallic hard rock these days, I'm not you know. Do you listen to not. something? Uh, do you listen to something specific, like to get you jacked up for a race? Um, you know, my my go-to back in the day used to be Van Halen. I always listen. It was something I listened to before my high school football games. I used to listen to the entire yeah. down CD, or actually, it was probably cassette tape back then. But uh, I'm dating myself. But uh, yes, I, I was a big Van Halen fan. Uh, that that CD, and yeah, now I don't, I don't really. You know, I I don't. You don't listen to like, uh oh, it's magic or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, Abba or something, maybe Air Supply. Yeah, no, I I do I do you know when I exercise because now I'm old and if I don't I'll just turn into a blob. I I'm I'm more of a hard rock guy, so I'm I'm kind of I I'm more into the uh, let's see what do I got here that's. Uh, I keep. I'm, I'm not good with names, so I have to remember what these band, what these new bands are. Like Puddle of Mud and and that genre of rock uh-huh. is, is kind of in my my uh, keep myself going on the on the treadmill or on my mountain bike or whatever I'm I'm doing. So so, but I'm all over the map on on song on music. I can kind of listen to anything and and have fun with it. We actually listen to a lot of Pandora here at work, so. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll have gangster rap day, you know. We'll just yeah. Pandora playing the Snoop Dogg channel or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun. We and we'd have a lot of trivia questions on who did what and the uh, you know what's yeah. singing the song. And Hodap is the champion in our <laughs> office, but I run a close second when I'm in the 80s and 90s. I can I can hold yeah. down. So. <laughs> so I take it you're uh, David Lee Roth over Van Hagar, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm a David Lee Roth fan. Yeah, Van Hagar, not so much. It's just a different style. It wasn't me. So. Yeah. Um, if we were to open up your refrigerator, what would we find now compared to back like in the days at Trinity? 
Wow. Well, in the days of Trinity, because I know you're eating a lot. <laughs> I was a bachelor. I probably ate out every night. But uh, uh-huh. well, and, you know, in the back nowadays, it's uh, let's say when in my first run at Trinity, I was a bachelor. It'd have been empty. The second run at Trinity, of course, it would have been full because I was married and had a house. <laughs> blah blah blah. So there have been plenty of stuff. Nowadays, uh, if I have to say what I find in there, well, I did. Uh, there's, I'm a big fan of Arizona iced tea, decaffeinated. I've got, uh, of course, there is a six-pack of Anchor Steam in there. Um, yeah. I've got, uh, I'm a big cereal fan, so I always have non-fat milk uh, to go with my Wheaties in the morning. And uh, probably got um, some salsa. I love chips and salsa. Um, and if leftovers from several restaurants throughout the mm-hmm. week, because even though I have food in the fridge i tend to go out more often than i should and eat so yeah um, so that's probably what you'll find in the fridge there it's a good, good smattering oh, and some diet coke although i try not to keep diet coke at home because i eat i drink so much during the day <laughs> how many cans do you go through a day i i'm a big gulp i'm a big gulp in the morning and at least a big gulp at lunch so that's i don't know nice. add up the ounces it's it's too many i'm sure but i try not to track it I mean, yeah, I me guess neither. there's worse things that could, I could be drinking. But. <laughs> yeah. Monster. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> that stuff will kill you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the after hours. Uh, counteract all that caffeine. Uh, you see that? Uh, champions do eat Wheaties. Yeah. Did you hear that, Kirby? Well, I'll tell, I'll uh, tell yeah, you what. I, Wheaties, Wheaties missed out. Wheaties missed out on, on Magic Man. Yep. And it's about... Yeah, I was... Yeah. Big big Wheaties fan, actually, and growing up, I was a big Cheerios fan, too, when I was a kid. I don't eat them as much anymore. I've kind of switched over to Wheaties, but uh, <laughs> Cheerios and Wheaties have been my two cereals of choice. Good quality. That's a good good eating right there. Can't complain. No sugar. No <laughs> we're, sugar. We're no. giving you insight that you will not hear anywhere else. Yeah, that's so true. Kids that want to go faster, eat your Wheaties. That's <laughs> it. Stay regular. Yeah. Hey, Joel, here's a question for you, Joel, on the topic of food. Um, if you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Oh, Boy. a type of – what is a type of food? I guess if I was a type of – If you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Or you could go specific, I, I guess. If I could be – I guess – And you can use this I in your I'd interviews be. at AKA. Yeah, I think I would be. Uh, because be like I'll French tell you what, I think I'd be like a French fry, something like starchy that everybody, you know, that you can't put down. I guess everybody likes. Now, see, you'd be a high risk for companies. Uh, usually, that question is to let companies know if you're likely to enjoy unhealthy foods and raise their insurance rates. No, I did not. Know How about that, that one, Joel? Nice. So yeah, oh, I I try to eat healthy, but I mean, if I'm gonna really be a food, and I'm that's you know, I'm gonna go uh-huh. I'm gonna be unhealthy if I'm gonna be a food. Yeah. Who wants to pencil be that into your questions to ask future employees? I appreciate the insight, <laughs> and um, I will make that one of the main, you know, structure on which I base my uh, hiring on. <laughs> First question. Sound. First question. <laughs> I won't base it on the fact that they're <laughs> tremendously overweight as they walk in. As long as they say they want to be a salad, they're in. So. I, oh, boy. I just thought of one that was uh, a racing question that I popped in my mind. The uh, I remember the the 12-scale car that came out, the Magic Carpet Ride with the, the Monoshock front end. Uh, yes. That, just, that didn't stick around too long, but, man, that was 
such a cool car. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a that was actually a Delta front end that we had on that thing, and uh, the uh, yeah. I mean, I think that car came around because we ended up winning, if I remember correctly, the Cleveland way back in the day, and it was the track got really bumpy and and unpredictable. And that, actually, that front end really smoothed the car out and made it easy to drive, and uh, which was perfect for winning the race. But once everything smoothed out, I think the front end didn't have enough steering. So at the end of the day, it was too easy to drive and not fast enough at that level. So it was a kind of a short-lived uh, fad, but uh, gotcha. a good car nonetheless. I think it was probably a good club-level car. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. magic carpet ride. Man, I remember I had but, you to know, have that thing. Really, the inventor of the, the T-bar is really, or the, the ball pivot T-bar. <laughs> Losey Jr., right? Yeah, yeah. That's what the L112L is. So, yeah. so that's... Uh, and then uh, how, the, how the, the heck did Associate? Yeah, how the heck did Associate get their hands on that? Sheesh. Uh, that's a that's a story for the Losi interview. You guys will have to. Uh, all right. To have. Mm. Yes. Write that one down. So uh, when I get out of this interview, he's just in the other room. So I'll tell him to give you guys a call. Maybe I'll have to book him. Yeah. So. Just trans- oh, transfer us. Yeah, that'll work. Great. Can you transfer? It's <laughs> <laughs> just transfer him over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, we definitely want to get him on the show. <laughs> we got to get Dieter. Somehow we got to track him down. I don't know how that's going to work yeah. out. Well, Oof. I have his cell phone number, but he never answers. Yeah. Uh, that's not right. He's busy. You should change your number. He probably has it. He probably knows who you are. <laughs> oh, geez, that's, oh, that's terrible. Nice. <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, a couple more fun questions and we'll let you go. Uh, all right. All right. If you try to fail and succeed, which have you done? If you try to fail... If you and try to succeed. fail and succeed, what have you done? If you've, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to answer that. That's uh, a. <laughs> well, we were just. I was just trying to get an answer on that. I don't know either. But I, why would anybody try to fail? I believe you failed. Actually, <laughs> if, you, if you'd set out to do something that you didn't do, I believe that's a failure. So that's a successful right. failure, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Uh, interesting. Uh, Tom or Jerry on the cartoon? Tom or Jerry fan? Oh, Tom or Jerry? Uh, I think I'm a Tom guy. I like yeah, Tom. Yes. Right out. That's mine, too. <laughs> I think you're passing the test, Joel. Yeah, looking at these trades. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so you're heading it? off to West Coast Raceway? Yeah, um, in theory. I still have to pack a few things, but yeah, that's where I'm going to go have some fun up there tonight. So. so even though people won't hear this till a couple of days from now, uh, tune in to Live RC and you can watch Joel race at West Coast Raceway. <laughs> yes. Every Wednesday night or Tuesday night, not every, but some nights I am up there playing around. So you might catch there you go. On the camera as I enter the driver's stand. So. And get your stopwatches ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to following you on your Twitter. Yes. And yeah. We'll see yeah how I've got, I think I have like eight followers now. I'm blowing up. So. Oh. <laughs> Soon to be ten. Yeah, and I'll be ten, and then, geez, uh, who knows? By the end of the week, probably be up to twenty. So, um, we'll pass the word, and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna blow up your Twitter. Yeah, let's see the power of your podcast. We'll see how what, what you guys have. Yeah. Oh man, can't fail. <laughs> we can't fail, Gotti. Let's do this. <laughs> get, yeah, get out there. Start ringing the bells. Get everybody signed up. So. <laughs> Yeah, you guys really have a Twitter appreciate account or anything? 
Oh, yeah. Well, what's your? I got to follow you guys, obviously. No. Well, mine's at Gotti Jr. Oh, there it is. Okay. And then I'll I'll add you to my list. There you go. And mine is at khan187. Khan187. All right. I can, I can, I have those written down. So you guys will each gain a follower. Yes. Oh, sweet. Magic following. Filling the the love, man. Man. Filling the love. Hey, take that one off the bucket list. Yep. (laughs) You guys are very nice. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I mean, uh, Really, thank you for doing this for us. Yeah, I'm sure you had, you know, up to your ears in interviews for the, you know, the past twenty odd years. So we we do appreciate it giving us a chance. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. We all go way back, so it's fun catching up with you guys and uh, willing to do it anytime. So. Yeah. Are, are we going to see you at the A Scale Nationals? <laughs> um, in Pennsylvania, it's a possibility. I'm not. Ooh. I don't have my ticket yet, but there's a, there is a possibility. So, oh great! Well, if you're out there, we'll meet up then for sure. Yeah, looks like a Rick. I said he'll be sick of us by the end of that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be trying to get back home fast. Yes, Change he'll just now. stop showing up to the track. So, oh, I'll watch it on live man. RC. No, it, hey, <laughs> it was great seeing you last year again. That was a long time since we saw each other, and at the Onro Nationals, and it was cool meeting up with you here today too. So. Well, best of luck with your podcast, guys, and uh, I'll thank have you. To, Appreciate it. Look you guys up and um, stay in touch. Thanks, Joel. Uh, continued success at AKA. Thank you, thank you. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>